but yeah, I mean, there's there's nothing on the, there's nothing. Yeah, there's, there's nothing here. There's a there's a uh, what I assume is an Alexa. Yeah. yeah. Don't you you stop that shit, <laughs> lady, <laughs> fucking lady. Yeah. Um, and, and then and then the trivia cards, which we are almost out of, I and, know. and that's that's about it. Do we have more trivia card nope. outlets? I mean, I'm gonna have to do some research and quick because. We're going to be out of them on this episode, I assume. So I have to go. Well, we can just start recycling the old have, ones. Have we, have we gone through all the second questions as well? Yeah, this oh, is. Yeah, fuck, I God. know. I know. It's, we've been doing this for so long. I forget what we do and do not have anymore. I know. And it's like we already went through the uh, Trivial Pursuit. We went through all of those. All, that's like five questions each. Yeah. And then these, which are two questions each. So, yeah. I mean, it's been this is episode 104. So it's like. All right, now I got to get some other shit because I like playing trivia. I mean, honestly, we could probably go back to those at this <laughs> point. I'll probably just get another one, and then after we do that one, then we'll just cycle through all of them. And by the time we get back to them, be like, oh, I should know this, but I've already forgotten. And then, um, and then after that point, we're just Rain Man. It's the oh, it's the 1974. Pop, pop, pop. <laughs> <laughs> we know every question ever. Uh, maybe, hopefully, my brain is my my memory is also shit. So yeah. Um. Well, yes. Hello, and welcome to episode 104. I'm your host, Austin Proctor. That is your co-host, Corey. Oh, Johnson. Hey, oh. <laughs> I couldn't I, hold it any longer. <laughs> I'm running out of breath. I can't do it. Uh, yes, we are doing more summer vibey kind of things with, uh, I mean, and they're not like directly summer related, but I definitely got summer vibes of these. And we also picked two. Both both movies take place during the summer, though. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So oh, okay, like, fair yeah, enough. So it's <laughs> summer vibing. Um, and also we picked two um, true, like, you know, movies based on true events. And we also, I think, um, I think none of the people in real life actually were found. I know the first one we're going to talk about, not found, but in mine, I'm pretty sure they said at the end that the guy didn't get, fi- like, the guy who did the murdering never got, like, found. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. like, I don't know how we managed to do that. Um, also, I, got, I got some dope shit to talk about with that, Oh, too. swag. Okay. Yeah, not like it. Not like super dope. More about, like, just gushing about this movie. That's fine with I me. I love it. That's fine with me. I'm, I'm all about that. Um, so yeah, we happened to kind of pick two movies that went really well together, even though there's like 40 years in between them. So I think we did a good job with this. It's definitely a very good double feature type of thing. It so. was because I watched this one first and I'm pointing at that they can't see. And then I watched the one I picked and I was like, that was a very good, interesting, uh, double feature because yeah, they, they kind of do hit a lot of the same like beats and vibes because it's yeah. a single man going around, you know, murdering people. Um, so I definitely had a lot of fun with both of these, and uh, I know you need to watch watch the remake of this one. And there's a sequel of the one that I picked, so we could do another one. Down there's the... also a sequel of this too, I think. A sequel? It, there might be a sequel. If not, I know there's a remake, and then we can do the remake, and then the sequel of uh, the one I picked. So I'm down with that. Um, but I have oh so much to talk about right off the top because I've seen like 16 new. 2021 releases. All right, like let's just talk about Fear Street real quick because you've only seen the first. Yeah, I've one. seen the first one. I plan on watching the next two. I just haven't gotten around to it yet. That's fair. Um, I did like what they did with this though, because if you haven't heard uh, about Fear Street, it's a Netflix original and it is uh, from R.L. Stein. But this is a much more grown-up type of deal. You know, R.L. Stein did like Goosebumps and shit like that, which is more for kids. This is not for kids. This is hard R. Brutal violence, a lot of swearing, and uh, it's three parts. You have 94, 78, and then 1666. 
and they came out a week at a time. It was really cool. You had one on like July 3rd and then the next one the week later and then the next one the week later. And all the timelines kind of intersect. Actually, not kind of. They 100% intersect. So you can't just like watch 1978 and expect to know everything that's going on. Yeah, with what's going on. You have to watch them all in order because I saw a lot of people complaining about them. And I would comment. I'd be like, did you watch this one? No. Well, fucking go watch them all in order. (laughs) Yeah, you got to watch it. The way it's meant to be watched, like yeah, what? It's a, it's a three-part movie kind of deal. So I, I the first one it's was an ninety-four. Experience. It's, it is an experience. Honestly, I was uh, blown. I was not blown away by it, but I it was better than I thought. I'll say that uh, the soundtrack for ninety-four was fucking awesome. I mean, I was alive in the nineties, so I remember. I remembered all those songs. I was like, oh man, this is a great soundtrack. The cinematography was great. Uh, I don't know. It's the lighting was nice. I don't know. The lighting was just so like vibrant and so, colorful. I so loved it. I did not realize it was an R.L. Stein like type joint. So I was watching it and I was like, okay, I don't know if the because I obviously I only watched ninety four. I was like, I don't know if they're doing this acting intentionally, like if it's supposed to be like super nineties camp. Oh yeah. Or <laughs> if or if these are just such new people to acting that they haven't really like cut their teeth yet i'd say it's probably a little bit of both yeah and honestly I, yeah and I, and I was talking to jess about that i was like you know is this and jess was like it's probably both yeah so yeah yeah um it was good i had a great time with it but i was like it's a little hokey you're gonna really like 78 as as did i because it obviously it's i mean the only the only really complaint i had about the 78 one is that it didn't feel like a 70s movie uh, I was kind of hoping for like the you know the long zoom ins and kind of the floaty camera work that they did in the seventies. The the establishing fucking yeah. nature shots, like like James Wan doing The Conjuring. It was such, yeah, yeah, it was yeah, yeah. like a love letter to the seventies. So I didn't get that from it. They all have the filming wise, they all feel exactly the same because they're done by the same person. So it's not like it's bad. I just kind of was hoping for something that I didn't get. But fun fact about uh, 1978 Fear Street is that it takes place at this play uh, camp called Nightwing. And the filming location of Nightwing was the same location as Jason uh, lives, which I'm actually wearing that shirt right now. More synchronicity. So, yeah, I think that was called Camp Forest Green and Jason lives. So they filmed it. It was. Yeah, they filmed it at the same location of that. So I thought that was cool. Now, was that done intentionally as like an homage or like, Hey, like without you, we wouldn't get here or, I mean, I feel it's gotta be plus that, you know, that camp's not abandoned, but like nothing's going on there. So I think, I think they did it out of kind of like, even though it's set in the seventies and, you know, Jason lives or was like 86, I think. I mean, regardless, it's still really cool. They did that. I would like to look up on that. Maybe they have some trivia, but uh, that's a little fun fact. If you didn't know that, because I just found that out today and I was like, Oh, that's tight. Uh, 78 is, uh, much more slashery than the first one. I mean, obviously the first one still has the, a big slasher element, but this one's at camp and an ax wielding guy with, you know, a sack over his head, kind of like Jason from, uh, well, Jason from part two. Um, so. And part one, technically. What part one was mom. Yeah, but still a sack over the head. Did she have a sack over the head? Yes. I don't remember that at all. Um, well, then there you go. Vibes off of that. So, uh, yeah, 1978 was definitely my favorite of the three. And then 1666 is, uh, you kind of get two parts because you go to 1666 and then they finish the rest of the story. So the third L- the third part of um, the whole series, you know, the three-part series is actually kind of cool because it's like two separate movies. So all in all, I'd say they did a very good job with that. They actually have really high marks on uh, Letterboxd. The first one has a 3-1. 
Second one has a 3.4, and then the third one, I think, has a 3.6 or 3.7. So, yeah, really high marks. I forgot to rate um, 94 because, like, I watched it really, really late and then directly fell asleep <laughs> afterwards. <laughs> um, but I, I would probably put it at, like, a 3. That's that's a fair rating. Yeah, I think I gave, I think it was 3, 4, and then 3.5 is what I did. I don't know. I'm going to go back and rewatch them because I definitely missed some stuff. Yeah, 3.6 for uh, 1666. Um, but yeah, they do have that one chick. I can't remember her name from, um, what is it? She's from fucking yeah, no, I know. I stranger did, things. I did the same little, shit. little, little redhead. Um, what the hell is her name? Wow. You're like way down on the, uh, okay. I don't know. It's Mad Max from stranger things. It's a little redhead. Yeah. 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 And, um, so she's in that. She's really good. Olivia Scott Welch. There you go. Um, I think there's oh, and then you have Maya Rudolph too, who was also in Stranger Things. She was in the first one. That's uh, Ethan Hawke's and Maya Rudolph's daughter, I think, or something like that. Ethan Hawke and Uma Thurman, one of those two. Um, so she's in it. So there's definitely some familiar faces, but there's also plenty of new faces uh, in this, which is really cool. So you're seeing all these kind of no, new young actors, you know, coming coming to the screen. So that's pretty cool. Um, I definitely recommend watching all of them. Just be sure you watch them in order because it will get confusing if you don't. 1994, then 78, then 1666. So, got to watch it that way. Oh yeah, for sure. The um <laughs> the main girl, uh her name is God damn it, I just lost it. Her name is Kiana Madria. Okay. She was in Shazam. She was in um Oh, that's the show that's taken. It. Just Shazam. Um, no, hold on, hold on. Give me a minute. Um, you said Shazam, and I was thinking Kazam with fucking uh, Shaquille O'Neal as the uh, genie. It's like, how the fuck was she in that? So the yeah, no, this girl was in just a bunch of like random TV shows. The first thing she was ever in is a show that I now absolutely have to watch based on the name alone. What's that? Little, like, it's raining like shit yeah, outside. It is. Holy cow! Uh, little mosque on the prairie. Little mosque on the prairie. <laughs> yeah. So you know, hell? yeah, you, little house on the prairie. Yeah. So it's it's that, but Islamic, a, a Muslim family, I suppose. Or Muslim? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Other yeah. Way, yeah so that I mean, that sounds like something that I want to see is because it, it's just bonkers. Is, is it horror? No, it's a TV show. Oh, I mean, yeah. Um, All right. I'll get down with that. Okay, so. I think, can you only watch it on IMDb TV? That'd be terrible. Um, Because who pays for IMDb premium? Bitch, you've been free for 20 years. Yeah, you've been Get off your high horse. You've been free for too long to start charging me. I'm not going to do it. I'm not doing it. Did you know that if you are an actor and you want an IMDb IMDb page to start it, you have to start it yourself before anybody else like actually updates it for you. Yeah. And if you want to, as an actor, you can pay amount of money so you can change your top four that you're known for. I've heard that as well. Oh, that's weird. Well, cause sometimes there, sometimes people's most known for you're like fucking what? Like, I know you from, you know, like Terminator two or whatever, you know? So it's, it's just kind of funny that if you want to, you can pay and change that shit. Because IMDb has a weird algorithm sometimes. Oh, yeah, for sure. So, uh, yeah, that's Fear Street. Check that shit out. All on Netflix, so all free to watch. Well, you know, except for the monthly subscription. You know what I'm talking about. Um, And then a couple other things I saw recently was the Forever Purge, which, oh boy, let me just give you my thoughts and feelings on that. Because uh, I like the idea for sure. I was like, ooh, 
purging after the purge. This sounds cool. It was so fucking political and racist. It turned me off. For, I mean, it still gave it a three because the gore was good and the story was good. It was so fucking racist. I'm like, this is not the time to put out a movie and be extreme. I know that's the driving force behind it because it's like they're trying to like purge all the people that aren't American and we're going to clean the streets because Mexicans are bad. And you're like, oh, God, this is this is not OK. I mean, it's not OK. So to be fair. I saw this coming. <laughs> I mean, I, I saw did. I saw it after the first one when uh, that group was just chasing the random black homeless man. I was like, "Why you got to be black?" Yeah, and then why can't he be a white guy? And then <laughs> the set was it the second one or the third one that was like the uh, oh no, it was the third one that was just like oh showing how the purge got started and it just takes place. Oh no, that's that's the first purge. So that was four. You're talking about when it like when they show. How many purges are there? There's five now. No, oh, Jesus Christ. Purge, then you have purge, anarchy, purge, election year, pur- the uh, the first purge, which is confusing, and then the forever purge. Yeah, uh, I, uh, I know. Fast and Furious presents the <laughs> purge presents Hobbs and Shaw. Can we please get Fast and the Furious to link up with the purge? Oh my God, I gotta save my family. <laughs> <laughs> putting machine guns on on Dom's uh, whatever the Camaro or whatever the fuck that thing is. No, but when, oh god, please. But when the when the entire movie starts centering around like how badly people in the inner cities and in the lower classes are treated because of the purge, I'm like, okay, I get what you're saying. Yeah, but like we all already know this. Stop it. Yeah, we Get don't. Some help. We don't need to perpetuate the stereotype that we all know is just going on in America. Let's not talk about it. Let's let's try to actually, you know, prevent that by not having a movie that seems to support racism because it's not it's not cool. Yeah. Um. So yeah, there was a lot of like slurs thrown at Hispanic people. I'm just like, oh boy, I'm not gonna repeat them because I I don't even I don't even want to say the it. The only one allowed to do that is Tarantino. Oh uh, yeah, apparently. He's the only one that is allowed to do that at the level that he does it. Yeah, because yeah, because I remember there's even there was something about Samuel L. Jackson and one of the like the white actors that had to say the N-word. Samuel L. Jackson's like, she's like, just fucking say it, dude. It's a movie. And I'm like, I know it's a movie, but it's still kind of like you're like, I don't want to say it to Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah. Oh my god. Um, He'll motherfuck me to yeah. death. <laughs> so that's my biggest issue with the Forever Purge. It, it just got political, I get, you know, whatever. The kind your, of, your only issue, aside from it being number five. <laughs> I mean, well, that's, you know, I mean, that's not that big of a deal to me. Like, I I like it because it did something new. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I, I don't, I've never liked the series. I've tried to so many times. I'm just like, I hate this. The, fir- the first the first Purge and then the first Purge, so one and four, are, like, still good movies. I like two and three the most because they just get wild and crazy and they don't really involve a lot of politics. But this one was just so politically driven. And there's way too much racism thrown around, which is funny because it's set in El Paso. You figure people living in a Hispanic named town like El Paso wouldn't be that racist. And oh, no, bro. You've, ne- you've never been to Texas. I've son. never been to Texas. <laughs> I know. No, no. So in El-, in El Paso, you have the Hispanic community. Yeah. And then you have the Texans. Oh, good God. Because it is literally the border of the United States and yeah. Mexico. The Texans don't like it. It's just then fucking move, go somewhere else. Like it, it just seems weird to me. Well, that- the Texans would say the same thing. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I, I am not advocating for either side. No, I don't no, give no. A fuck, fuck Texas, and <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I, I was about to say fuck Mexico. No, that- please, no, <laughs> no, no. Let's not go that way. No, 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 uh, no. Yeah, so I don't know. I just found it odd that you live so close that you figure you'd be more okay with it. I don't know. So yeah, that's my biggest issue with that. Um. 
it just wasn't for me. I like I said, yeah. I did like the gore and I did like the idea of people that just would not stop purging because it doesn't stop. They, the police try to come in to stop this shit and then it just goes nationwide and you're like, holy shit! So they're probably setting up for a fucking sex one at this. Well, point. Well, I mean, <laughs> what's what realistically is there to stop people from purging? Oh, nothing. Exactly. Nothing. So why it didn't happen sooner? Oh yeah, I know. I yeah, it I is know. What it is. And you know what? I think I know why I didn't like the first Purge too much. It's because I really, really fucking liked Panic Room. Oh, and true. it's it's it is very much like a panic room type movie. Yeah, it is. It, it is because you have people trying to get into your house and murder the shit out of you. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's it is very. And you know, Panic Room was obviously fucking amazing. If you haven't seen that movie, go see it. Jodie Foster and a very young Kristen Stewart. Yeah, that's real. That's oh yeah okay yeah, yeah that's Chris, yeah <laughs> that's Kristen Stewart before anybody knew who Kristen Stewart was. <laughs> yeah, boom. Fucking mind blow. I think right she's there. like twelve in that movie or something. Uh, so yeah. Uh, Forever Purge, eh, eh, you know. Uh, but I did see Escape Room Tournament of Champions as well. That's the second one, right? That's the second one. Okay. Not nearly as good as the first one. They tried to go way too crazy with it, and then it's kind of like, all right, like the first one just felt way more realistic in a sense. I say that. I, well, I, <laughs> I'm saying like it seemed like this one. They're like like electrocuting a fucking subway car and like fucking um, what do they have? They have that. Uh, quicksand shit going on. It just got like way over the top and the acting was dumb and they would literally, the lines in that movie was the stupidest shit. At one point, someone's drowning or, you know, they're starting to like fill up this tank with water and the guy's like, oh no, there's water filling up. They're trying to drown me. And it was like, they would say shit like that the entire movie. Like they'd find something like, oh, look what I found. Maybe we should try and use this. I fucking just watched you pick it up. They were just like stating what they were doing. Yeah. And it was just like, oh God, you can, I, it's visual. I can see you doing that. So that was kind so, of so. So Fast and the Furious presents Escape Room. Yes, <laughs> let's just have Fast and the Furious present everything. Maybe it'll save it. I don't we know. We can get out of anything with, with family. <laughs> Nothing stronger than fam. Have you seen all the fucking memes going? It's goddamn hilarious. It's 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 not stopping, and I'm okay with it, and I yeah. I, I don't mind it. So I keep them coming. It happens. Internet. It happens. Every time a new Fast and Furious comes out. <laughs> and at this point, I want Hollywood to just keep burning money yeah. just so I can keep getting the memes about the movies. I'm never going to see the movies. <laughs> I, I I have said this. I don't know to who, but I will say it again. I have not legitimately seen any Fast and Furious past Tokyo Drift. Yeah, oh, fair. I mean, that's they all- might as well not exist. <laughs> Because uh, I'm never going to watch him either unless it's for the podcast. Jesus. Oh, my God. We should just do a, a, a little sister podcast, Fast and the Furious. We'll have nine episodes. We'll talk about each one. And, and, and what we do is we do, like, uh, the worst idea in the world and just watch those same nine movies for, like, a year. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't know if I have the strength. Um Oh that, boy. That or oh we boy. can we can just watch n- the first Fast and Furious. Oh god, no, please. <laughs> That's my least favorite. <laughs> if you haven't watched it recently and you rewatch it, you're Oh, like, it's bad. Like, oh, it's, it's fucking bad. It has aged so bad. And then, then nothing gets solved at the end, they just leave it open. It's aged like, like milk in the desert. Oh my god, yeah. You don't want to touch that at all. You will get sick and throw I, up. I will watch that movie once a week for a year and do a podcast about it. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> Well, you heard it here, folks. So now we can re- reference back to this when he says he doesn't want to do it. I'm like, no, you said so, motherfucker. I'll do it for the listeners. I love them. Do it for the fans. Do it for the vine. Oh, God. All right. <laughs> That's a apt four-year-old reference I at know, this point. I know. People are, <laughs> these young kids are probably like, what the fuck? What is Vine? Vine was a thing before TikTok, you youngins. Whoever's listening, I don't know. An intermediary, we had Periscope. 
Oh yeah, that failed. That just that no, just... no. It was, uh, Did it not? Snapchat bought it out and then shut it down. Oh, because so yeah, then it failed. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, somebody still got paid. It failed in the sense of uh, someone shut it the fuck down. At least so- it didn't go bankrupt though. S- somebody got jealous. Oh, that's true. That's fair. Um, <coughs> holy shit. Uh, real quick, too. Another thing I know that's coming out soon is uh, James Wan's new joint called Malignant. Um, the trailer actually just dropped today. And it looks wild. I've been, I've heard nothing about it. I want to hear nothing about it. I'm going to see it because I love James Wan. Oh yeah. So that's that's where I stand on that. Um, it's been it's been really nice to not look at anything and just go into like new stuff with like absolutely fresh eyes. Like I know nothing about this except it exists. Let's go. That's what I try to do. Except, uh, well, at least uh, it's hard to do that with new movies because I'm literally at the movie theater. At least once or twice a week, so I'm seeing all these new things. I try not try not to watch the ones I'm excited for. Like I'll try to be like, just listen to it. But yeah, it it is nice to just literally turn on a movie. Like well, I, honestly, the one that I picked for me, really didn't know much about it besides like a basic thing. And I was like, let's just go into this. But yes, going in 100% blind, like coming across something on Netflix and just hitting play, you're like, all right, let's do this. I know nothing about this. Best way to watch a movie, honestly. Amazon is the best for that. They, uh, yeah, because they're like, hey, you lo- you watch this. You might also like this because Netflix doesn't do great of a job. And Net- Amazon does a great job with that and shit. And the thing with Netflix is especially when it comes to like us and what we watch a whole lot of the time, Netflix, Netflix be slacking. Yeah, they definitely are slacking with a lot of their horror content. That's why I'm glad I have Shudder, Amazon. Now, now they have a stupid amount of foreign horror, but I, I, but I don't always want to. To watch fucking Singapore and Bollywood horror. I know. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, yes, it's fun when I'm in the mood for it, but like, it's a 30 to 1 ratio of fucking yeah, American horror to Eastern horror. It's and very, I'm like, yeah. just fuck. It's very heavy with certain. Um, yeah, I know I know exactly what you're talking about. I wish there was a little bit more of a, of a, of a spread going on, but there's not. But I mean, you know what, Netflix? You have other things, kind of. Um, all right. Well, I don't. You have anything to say about anything going on? No. No. I know. I watch so much shit. I feel my, like... my fucking new store opens soon. Oh, yeah. You have to let me know when that shit happens. Yeah, it's like right down the road from you. I know. I'm excited. I can go. <laughs> like, if when I'm bored, I'll just shoot the shit and go up there. Because I'm, I'm only moving like like three miles that way. So. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. I'll be right here. Um, and I'm I'll, gonna, I'll, I'll be there from 12 to 12 every day. Holy shit. Every day? Well, except uh, Sunday, Monday. Okay. I was like, oh, my God. Please don't work seven days a week. <laughs> That's so much. Hey, for what I'm getting paid, I'll fucking work seven days a week. Fair. Uh, I feel that. Um, all right. Well, uh, that was a fucking wicked intro. A lot of shit. Go see all that stuff in theaters. It's coming out. It's awesome. And it's and it's already out on Netflix if you want to see Fear Street. All three chapters, parts, whatever you want to call it, are out. So, uh, all right. Let's fucking go over to these movies. We're going to do yours first. And uh, take it away. All right. So, this is a 1976 movie. Um, released uh, Christmas Eve, which is a weird, uh, Merry Christmas, yeah, especially, <laughs> murder, especially for this, where like this was something that people probably like still actively remember happening. Like this was a this was a national news story. Yeah. So to release this on Christmas Eve, like, like wel- welcome everyone to like, your death. Like literally, fucking uh. 30 years later, mm-hmm. like n- n- not okay. Um, <laughs> this is the town that dreaded sundown. I fucking love this movie. I love this movie for multiple reasons. Number one, it aside from like the names, basically everything that they show in the movie happened. Yeah. Like the, the murder scenes are real. The murder weapons are real. It's dope. 
Number two, I love that they keep the integrity of the killer by never showing his face, by never hinting at who maybe it could even be. Like, that's one of the reasons uh, that, like, Zodiac loses a few points in my book. Because at the end of Zodiac, you see that, you see... uh, Hall's character look at the one guy in the tool shop and he's like I fucking know it's you but I can't do anything about it and uh, they like yeah. zoom in on this guy's face and like it's this fucking guy <laughs> fucking get him <laughs> like they make this statement without any like actual evidence and yeah. it, it kind of killers should not be glorified let me say that when well, he also How... uh, never got caught in real life yeah, they exa- don't know well, who he is exactly so it's like why, so why put that in there why why are you going to take away from the honest horror of we never are going to catch this man for the crimes that he committed right um that i i love that they just don't ever show it that but everything else is just like boom here you go we're changing the names yeah, and one, that's it. It's one of the very few horror movies that the kid, like the, you know, like a masked killer is, is not revealed. Cause a lot of times that you know, Friday the 13th mask comes off at some yeah. point, almost every time, not really in Halloween, but a lot of times you get that mask pull off or something, but nothing. You don't so, even, some, type like, of, some type of reveal, yeah. some type of like, I think Oh, we him. know his motivations. Oh, he's a demon. Oh, he's no, this guy just shows up, kills people for six months and pieces the yeah. fuck out. Bye. Pieces the fuck out. <laughs> and th- and there's no resolution. Yep. There's no happy ending. I fucking love it. <laughs> I love it. Um, it's rated approved, which at the time was probably like R. I clicked on the uh, like the little rating, and it said it said R, but on the IMDb page it just says approved. I'm like, what does that mean? Yeah, approved no. for everyone. Mm. What the fuck? <laughs> This knife is ready to eat for everybody. <laughs> um, again, released on December 24th, uh, 1976. It is a crime drama horror. Um, very heavy on the crime. Uh, it, it should read crime horror drama and drama should be trailing off into smaller and smaller yeah, text. Just getting smaller smaller. There is very little actual drama that happens aside from the suspense of the crime and drama right, or yeah. crime and horror. Um, directed by Charles B. Pierce. He also directed The Legend of Boggy Creek from 1972. Fun fact, if you are in Florida, Legend of Boggy Creek has nothing to do with Boggy Creek, Florida. I checked. Yeah, I did too. <laughs> I was like, hold on a second. This just sounds familiar. But I like, wanted it to be. Yeah. I wanted it very badly it's, it's to be. It's in Texarkana where this one took yeah. place. So I was like, damn it. <clears throat> Son of a bitch. So, uh... Starring some people that uh, you may or may not know. It's going to be hit or miss. <laughs> uh, ben Johnson as Captain J.D. Morales, the most fearsome Texas Ranger to ever live. Facts. Um, he was also in The Wild Bunch as Tector Gork. Um, I don't think I've seen The Wild Bunch. I get that one confused with the usual suspects, which doesn't make sense because they're nothing alike. And no. They're, and, they're, <laughs> and they're like decades apart. So I don't know why I get those confused, but I always do. Um, Andrew Pine as Deputy Norman Ramsey. He was also in Lords of Salem as Reverend Jonathan Hawthorne, just much older at the time. (laughs) 40 years older. Um, you got Don Wells as Helen Reed, who was also Marianne in Gilligan's Island, which didn't she just die or was that Ginger? 
I'm not sure. One of them, like just pat, like she just like 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 real life just passed away. Yes. Oh shit. Like, I, don't, like, I, don't, like, I don't know. Like real life, it was either Marianne or Ginger. I wanted to call her Cinnamon, but she's not a stripper. <laughs> um, a three-hour tour. Three-hour tour. Right, yeah. Um. So that's fun. Um, Jimmy Clem as Sergeant Mal Griffin. He only has eight acting credits. Uh, this is his most known movie. And Bud Davis as the Phantom Killer. He ha- he's mostly a stuntman. Yeah. Um, so he doesn't have to have a whole lot of speaking roles. Yeah, uh, he's which, like literally all back background yeah. shit, which is awesome. Oh uh, uh, yeah, she it, did. She did pass away last year. Okay, that's twenty twenty. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was like, it ju- like just happened. Yeah, like six months ago. Yep. Um. I'll tell you what though, he was such a good killer for for a killer that like doesn't speak and just kind of hulks around and yeah. fucking does killer shit is really good. He's really good. Like yeah. it was, I can very much see how like proto Jason Voorhees came from this. Oh yeah, the sackhead Jason was actually derived from. Oh, is that the trivia? Yeah. Okay. Well, we haven't yeah. gotten that far. I know. <laughs> I figured, I figured I'd just say it now. Uh, but yeah, I, I thought that was kind of cool because I was like, wait, I read it backwards. I was like, wait, this was derived. I was like, this is six years earlier than I reread it. Oh, OK. Yeah. So they took it from this movie. They cut where they got. Yeah. Sackhead and Jason and I'll tell you what, one of the one of the most terrifying things of the sackhead of the Phantom Killer in this was when he was breathing and it would like attach to his face. I was yeah. like, I was like, ooh, yeah, ooh, like other killers don't breathe heavy. So it's like they're just this stoic wall of fucking meat and bone <laughs> whereas whereas this guy you can tell like this is a dude yeah and like he's just out there wrecking shit and like being a dude with a bag <laughs> on his head and a knife <laughs> so i he, like seeing you this hyped up man i just fucking i love it it's I a good it. it's a good movie it's really i good, love yeah. this movie it's a good one um a budget of four hundred thousand dollars which for inflation nowadays is probably like I mean, it's got to be a couple, couple mil, probably. I would say Maybe like, like a mil. I would say like one point five, one point five ish. Um, no info that we could find on what it grossed, but I will tell you, based on the amount of YouTube conspiracies that are based just on this like singular incident, probably a lot. Yeah, I'd say a lot. Plus, you know, Shout Factory did a. Uh, did a did a Blu-ray of it, and they've sold copies of it. So the mo- I mean, I don't know if that goes to any part of them. I'm sure it does because they have to get the rights and shit like that. So it's gotta have made some sort of money. Like it's gotta have made that money back for sure. Yeah, for sure. And, and for s- some place like Shout Factory to consider it important enough to re-release. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's Pre- preserving. It, it was slashers. enough of a touchstone. Oh yeah. Um, some movies that came around out around the time uh, was Alice Sweet Alice, which funny enough we did in uh, Thirty One Days of Horror. Or I think I talked about it, but no, I don't. know. I, that was my movie. Oh, it was your. Yeah, because I, I, like, I, yeah, like, I did all religious horror. Oh, is Alice Sweet Alice religious? Yeah, very. It's really? like oh. the the whole uh, the whole premise of the movie is Alice kills her sister in uh, church. During like some Easter thing, and the sister is being like recognized, and Alice is a oh, psychopath, shit. and uh, stabs her, and then burns her in a box. Oh, and that's that's, that's th- fucking metal. That, that, <laughs> that that's like the first twenty minutes of the movie. I know it's been on my list for so long. I need to watch that shit. Um, other movies we got Carrie. Fucking classic. Um, we got Rocky. Fucking classic. We got the Pink Panther Strikes Again. I like the first one better. Um, we got King Kong. 
not the original, some type of remake. Yeah, the, one of the umpty fucking million yeah. remakes. Um, A Star is Born. Haven't seen it, don't care. Um, <laughs> The original Freaky Friday and the original Suspiria. Um, As you can I, tell, just a shit time for movies. Like, yeah. totally terrible. Let's see, we got we got one, two, three, four, five. We have six of these movies that I just listed all have at least one new school remake. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, Actually, all of these have been remade except for Alice, Sweet Alice. I mean, I guess Rocky hasn't really been remade. And the, the Pink, Panther, Pink Panther Strikes Again has not. Oh, okay. I just meant like, the, I know what's-his-face did it. Um... Fucking oh my god! Banjo, what's his uh, name? God damn it! Guy with the white Ma- hair, Martin. Martin. Martin, Martin. Uh, I want to say Martin Short. I god say damn Martin it! Martin Lawrence. I, I want to say uh, Martin Scully. That's not it. Uh, Helen Hunt. <laughs> Steve Martin. There we go. Steve Martin. Oh, I haven't, I haven't heard the Helen Hunt in so long. Oh, thank you for that. Um, oh shit! I forgot to write this down. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> I did it. Um, a body count of five. Um, though, if we're going based on like true events, that body count could be a little bit more. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Because there were, there were some deaths that occurred like around the same time that people were like, oh, well, obviously it was this fucking guy. Well, and what's funny about this is I was counting and then I, and then I, I think I got to four and I was like, fuck, is that it? And then the guy at one point was like, he's like, he's killed five people already. I was like, oh, cool. Write that down. Thank you guy (laughs) and movie for reminding me. Um, so yeah, I didn't, I don't know. I didn't. I honestly really didn't have very many a, a specific horror moment I could oh, think I, of. I have one. I couldn't. I couldn't. I mean, it was, I just like the movie. I didn't really have one that I was like, "Oh, that was it," because it's not really that gory or bloody. The the trombone scene. All right, fair. That, I'll, I'll agree with that. Just because I'll agree with that. That yeah. it. I like. Okay, you can say, "Oh, I've seen uh, Terrifier cut a woman in half upside down with a fucking hacksaw." Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. That's bloody. But <laughs> I have never seen a more creative kill than the kill in this movie. And this is the it's 76 too. So yeah. this is way back before all this other shit happened. And the worst part about it is the reason it's so creative is this guy actually fucking killed this girl like that. Yeah. <laughs> like pretty awesome. So I'm going to spoil this one kill now because I can't remember all the kills in order. That's there fine. there's one point where the killer um caps this girl's boyfriend like four times in the back speaking of which um <laughs> we're gonna tangent for a second okay. i learned a fun fact about this movie i did not realize in 1946 that they had pistol suppressors oh wow. the first pistol suppressor ever was invented in 1906 holy shit there you fucking go audience you're you're one percent smarter now wow. have a nice day um <laughs> uh, but um yeah, so he he caps this fucking girl's boyfriend, who, by the way, was like nine years older than her when they were in high school or something. Yeah, which there um, was there was a lot of creepy fucking relation, but it was also the forties. So or yeah, set, yeah, set in the forties. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, eh, uh, it'd be like that. But he ties this girl up, and the other thing, her acting is really well because she isn't just screaming the entire time. You actually get to watch her like go through. Okay, I'm gonna die now, so I, I'm just like I'm just going to accept it. Like she stops screaming, she stops bawling, and she's just like, "What are you doing? Like, please don't." What do you? Me. Yeah. What do you yeah. want from me? Um, he ties her to this tree, face against the tree, on her knees, and then she was in the school band that was playing the prom earlier in the evening. Um, she was a trombone player, trombonist, whatever. Yeah, whatever. Um, yeah, and he ties her up ties a uh, hunting knife to a trombone 
and then proceeds to stab her in the spine with the fucking extendo bit yep. like four times until he actually breaks through the spine with the knife. And I was like, that's not metal, but it's definitely fucking awesome. It's definitely creative. Uh, that's for sure. That's something you'll never see again, probably. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the movie opens very, uh, very much like Zodiac does, actually, with um, this couple sitting in their car in a lover's lane. Um, the I can't remember if... The girl is like, no, I don't want you to touch me. Don't do nothing. And the guy like lays his head down on her <clears throat> and he's trying to get freaky and rapey because it's the fucking 40s. Because I, um, I guess that's just what you did. Well, like... it's the 40s shot in the 70s. So it's it's double rape. Um, <laughs> Good God. Um, and then the girl obviously is like, yo, there's somebody outside. What's going on? I hear movement. And the guy's like, that's the oldest trick in the book. Blah, blah, blah. Um, then the phantom, we're going to call him the phantom. Cause that's the only yeah. way we know him. Um, breaks through the window, drags the guy out across broken glass and proceeds Ow. to beat him in the head. Um, and then takes the girl out of the car, beats her in the head and takes off thinking he killed them. Um, I thought he did too. And they're like, Oh, there's, they're here. Like, Oh, Okay. I well, get, well I it's it's his first killing. He's obviously not going to do it, right? That's fair, yeah. Sa same thing with fucking Zodiac. The two people that the Zodiac killer shot, it originally both lived. Oh, wow. Yeah. Hmm. When did the Zodiac killings take place? <laughs> not in the 40s, right? No, but Damn in it. like in like the like the late 60s, early 70s. Suspicious. Anyway, so continue. So, uh, very possibly Suspicious. The <laughs> Phantom Killer New head cannon. Nobody can tell me different. The phantom killer of Texarkana is the Zodiac killer Done. in fucking California. Nobody can tell me different. None of y'all. Uh. Come to me with evidence. Let's go. Good grief. He had 30 years to develop the cipher. What the fuck else? That's true. Wouldn't well, surprise me. I'm sorry. I'm screaming. <laughs> I scream all the time. Listen, it's fine. I get so um, amped up. And then... Uh, the girl ends up out like on a roadway. Um, some dude driving by picks her up, calls the cops. Uh, we are then introduced to um, Ramsey and uh, I forget the dude's name, but it, he goes by Sparkplug. Oh yeah, you are. You, you are <laughs> Sparkplug. Yeah, he is my favorite character, He's by such the way. A he, jackass. Oh, uh, bumbling so dumb fuck. <laughs> he is what we in the industry like to call. A bumblebutt. A bumblebutt. <laughs> um, the, so the thing about this movie is there's not necessarily a whole lot that actually goes on story-wise. I, I know. It's it's the it's the police of this Texarkana town um, just spinning their wheels trying to find the killer. Um, they decide that after, what, three killings? I think so. I think it's three to bring that the... Um, the state of Texas is going to lend them um, uh, fucking J.D. McCree or what the fuck ever his name is. Uh, let's go back up. Uh, J.D. Morales. Morales. Yeah. Um, <laughs> J.D. McCree. Um, yeah, close enough. <laughs> uh, so he comes in and everybody in town is like, oh, my God, we got a Texas Ranger. Oh, bless his heart. We are saved. <laughs> Some old lady walks up and goes, 
here, Sheriff, just for you, and, like, pins a flower in his lapel and then just walks the fuck away. Like, the 40s were such a bizarre time. <laughs> like, if somebody walks up to me and goes like, oh, I'm so glad you're, and just puts a flower on me, you're like, no, get the fuck out of here. This shit's yeah. probably poison. Yeah, for real. <laughs> um, And then De- uh, Captain Morales and Deputy Ramsey start basically. So they, they are, like, the only two on this police force that have any amount of competency at all. Um, they, they will sit in the car together and be like, Oh, you think this is going to happen? You think this is going to happen? Well, what about this? Well, what about this motivation? Blah, 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 blah. And they go back and forth. And like every time they're fucking right, but no, but they don't talk to anybody else about what's going on. Nope. They, they talk to each other and then they go, okay, we're going to station cars here, 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 and here. And now just go in a fucking circuit and hope you find the guy. Done. We did it. <laughs> so, and that's they they do try to stage like a fake sting where they dress a bunch of the uh male cops up oh, in God, women clothing so fucking funny it's <laughs> so goddamn funny it was like is it politically incorrect to dre- uh laugh at men who dress up at women or who dress up as women yes but it will never not be funny i well, don't care well yeah well especially in this instance when they're just trying to trick somebody so they're like you know, we have to like, you know, we have to play the part like we, you know, someone's going to dress up as a woman to try to attract this guy. And I just love how the one guy, uh, there's one car with two guys. One is the lady. And then like the one guy starts to get close to the other one. He's like, we got to sell this. And, he's, and the other guy's like, can, can you like get away from me? I'm like, I don't know. It's just so funny. Like, I and, wasn't, I wasn't, and then he squeezes the fake yeah. boobs. <laughs> so ridiculous it's the 70s everybody uh well, yeah so it's, since this was set in the 40s they're like we have no idea what else to do this should work right yeah uh, <laughs> no kind of it didn't really work um, um <laughs> and you know the 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 killings keep going they interview a um prison psychologist who's like yeah this guy's doing it for sexual pleasure he may not rape the women but he's going home and getting his rocks off and blah 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 this is how the killers work. And I'm like, so here, here's what I found strange is they didn't have like this type of profiling back in the forties. Um, that was developed by the guys who they fucking made Mindhunter about. Oh. Um, so it's very interesting to see that and how they tried to classify this guy with no like pathology science behind it at all. Right. Um, but yeah, outside of that, they're just chasing this guy the fuck around. Um, some hijinks ensue when some guy robbing like a convenience store or like a market general store, whatever they had back then, um, leads the police on a chase. Uh, spark plug crashes a car into a pond. Fucking hilarious. So funny. Why did nobody tell? Why did nobody put up signs back there that said the road's going to end? <laughs> Okay, uh, going on the whole car thing, can, can we talk about how fucking nobody in this movie can drive a fucking car because every time someone's chasing after them, they're swerving off the road, and I'm like, who can fucking drive in this town? Nobody can well, fucking okay. drive. Well, okay, number one, you have to realize that cars had not been around for that long. Oh, yeah, this is, that's right, this is set in the 40s, so cars were like 1912, 1918, I think, was, yeah, so, uh, was so, the Ford. So we're looking at like 30-something years. That's not, true. Not only, not only that, <laughs> but they are in Texarkana, which dirt roads. <laughs> everything is dirt. It's just funny to me. I'm like, Ti- Jesus. Tires the size of fucking Twizzlers. That's true. 
like you have no traction. You have cars that you still have to fucking crank the radiators. It's just so funny every time. Oh no, it's 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 hilarious. Like stay on the road, Jesus Christ. Oh, but yeah, that car crash was everything. And they just oh, yeah. they just like come out of the car, like waiting in the water, going up to like, you know, the bank. I was like, man, that was a solid crash. And the slow-mo too. The first slow-mo. Off, first off, they did not I, thank, have... th- thank you for bringing that up. It did that not was that good. <laughs> the cleanest slow-mo of the time I have ever seen. Because you had four or five different sections, like the, the car going into the river, them shooting at the through the, train, through the yeah. train. And I was like, gee, good God, this is, yeah, this is so clean. How it should not look that good. No, but I appreciate that. Oh, it no, I, I appreciated the <laughs> shit out of it. Um, but that's, <laughs> that's really all the movie has going for there's it's, it's, it's a, it's a movie that takes place over a span of like what six months? It's between four and six months. I wrote it down actually. Um, and the they don't really give any like police work outside of like when a killing has happened. Right then, they work for about two three days. Time skip two weeks. Two three days. Time skip two weeks. Well, that's what I liked about it because it starts off with like and I'll show you dates at the bottom. The first date was like March third, nineteen forty six. That's when the first attack happened. And then the next attack was 21 days later on March 24th, 1946. And the cops at that point are like, okay, maybe his next attack will be in 21 days. And it's like 19 days. So it's kind of cool how they how they lay it out. They, they literally show you the dates at the bottom of the screen for the entire movie and, until it ends. So I really liked how they did that with, oh, they're trying to pick up a pattern. Like, you know, it's been yeah. 21 days. Maybe he's going to strike. So that was really cool. I really I really enjoyed, like, how they told the story uh, of the, of this movie. Oh, yeah. For, and part of the other great storytelling aspect that doesn't always... It works 45% of the time, I would say, is having a narrator. That narrator oh, yeah, that's right, was yeah. fucking on point. It made sense too for this because sometimes you're right. You're like, eh, I don't really think this needs to happen, but I, I really did enjoy the the narrating because it fit with the with the movie. Yeah, for it sure. it gave it almost like a historical retelling aspect. Yeah, exactly. I suppose like they 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 made it a little less like ooga booga horror and more like <laughs> this is real life horror. Yeah, exactly. It made it feel kind of more like a documentary. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, but you're right. There's really not just like the movie I picked. There's really not much in the way of plot. It's more story development. You know, it's, there's really not much to explain. And, about and, it, giving, you know? and giving away details like of like, oh, how they went about doing this like we normally would. Yeah. Kind of like destroys the nuance of both of these movies because it's it's a very action heavy sort of especially because. Neither movie give you any indication of why the killer is doing what the fuck they're doing. Yeah, like <laughs> the no, no reason they're you, just you, doing it. <laughs> you you take a Freddy, you take a Jason, you take a Michael, you take a the Collector. They all have their. You take a fucking uh, John, what's his face from Saw? Oh, John Kramer. Yeah, John Kramer. They, they, yeah. Uh, you at some point you are given their motivation or at why these things are happening. Yeah. You know, exactly. And this one and the one I picked, it's just, I'm feel. it's like the strangers. Why are you here? Cause you were home. Fuck. Yeah. It's, ah. it's, it's literally that <laughs> fucking why. <laughs> so to, to go any deeper outside of like, yo, this was cool. That was cool. It's, it's, you're not going to get the same type of feel from the movie. So, 
at least I think anyway. Yeah. So I'm I'm gonna cut the synopsis off right there. That's fine. Um, that's esp- like perfect timing, especially because the last two uh, like killings in succession are kind of like the antithesis of the movie, more yeah. or less. Um, and then you because then they start like dropping things to be like, oh, this is what was happening the entire time, and you're like, well, shit. All right. Um, <laughs> so that's that. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and give my rating, which was a four. I I'm, gave it a 3.5. Yeah. yeah. At least I'm pretty sure I rated it a four. I, okay. don't, I don't know why I wouldn't have. Um, <laughs> go, going into trivia, this movie is a semi-documentary based on uh, the real-life uh, string of mysterious killings that terrorized the people of Texarkana in 1946. Um the murder spree became known as the Texarkana Moonlight Murders, uh, claimed five lives and injured, like, a bunch of other people. I think by the end of it, like, if you go in and read it, it was, like, 15 actual victims, uh, five who, like, died. Yeah, yeah. It, so, yeah, it, it was yeah. a lot. They just showed the ones that, like, got got. I just like that, that, that it literally only claimed five lives and he killed five people in the movie. I like the accuracy yeah, to like... That, that's the yeah. one of the reasons why this movie is so good is yeah. because, uh, like, like it says in the beginning, only the names have been changed. Right. You go in and do your research and you're like, okay, that person was killed in this area with this kind of weapon yeah. through a window in the back of the head and they fucking show the exact fucking scene. And you're like... God damn it. Yeah, like, res- All right. Respect. And for and, and for, <laughs> for somebody like me and probably you who like already knew about this thing because we like true crime before we saw the movie, it's just that much more like, ooh. Yeah, like it's, ooh. It's, <laughs> it's, it's like when Peter Jackson does the Lord of the Rings true to the book. It's just like, oh, it's like ooh. It's so nice. I appreciate that. Um... The only description of the uh, the only description of the killer ever obtained was it was that of a hooded man. Um, other accounts will say that he was a tall, strong man. Um, to this day, no one has ever convicted. No one was ever convicted, and the murders remained unsolved. Um, Crazy. There, there <laughs> are insane. there are two main um, theories that go along with this thing in real life. Um, number one is while he was running from the police, while he was being chased, he fell in a forest swamp and never came back. Hmm. The other one is that he got away, escaped, and was convicted for some other type of crime that he is now serving time for. Uh, there is a lot of speculation that he would have never been caught for the murders just because of the lack of forensic sciences that were available. It's 46. Yeah. The the lack of, uh, like pathological detective work that was there. Seriously. Um, I don't know how many times that one fucking cop was like, ah, we got nothing. Yeah. Like, well, I guess we can't do anything. Great. Yeah. Like, bro, (laughs) like, bro, what? No, I would have, I would have one cop every day knocking on every person's house in the town. Yo, let me see your shoes. Let me see your pants. <laughs> fucking let me see your pussy. Let me see. Jesus, <laughs> holy shit. That got real aggressive. I, I had to throw it in there. Um, but yeah, there, there was, it, it's a bunch of bumbling idiots. Like yeah. if you had more than two people on the entire police force that were like, 
Ramsey and Morales, like this would have gotten solved. Like you'd, you'd like the 40 thing, yeah. days in. Yeah. I was gonna say, you'd like to hope it would. Good God. I think it would have. <laughs> um, the, uh, some of the swamp scenes at the end of the film are recycled footage from the legend of Boggy Creek. Um, which was, uh, Charles B. Pierce's first feature film. I, I feel like I've seen that, but I can't remember it. Yeah, I can't either. And, and it, my mind is confusing it with the Boggy Creek fucking Sasquatch movie that there is. Oh, that's probably what it is. Yeah. That's yeah. which also not based in Boggy Creek, Florida, which is hilarious because Florida has the goddamn skunk ape, which should be in a Boggy Creek. Yeah. yeah there's one called literally Boggy Creek and then Boggy Creek monster. Yeah. Yeah. So probably we're just getting it confused. So many things about Boggy Creek and none of them are Florida. Yeah. God. Fuck you, Texas. <laughs> Again. Um, Jesus. At the end where they talk about Texarkana hasn't changed much. They show a line at the movie theater. Sign around the corner uh, shows the name for the movie. Yeah. The town that dreaded sundown. I was like, oh, that's which is hilarious. Fuck. <laughs> and what's hilarious is like I've been through Texarkana. It's still pretty like that? small town Southie. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's not like it's not like middle of fucking nowhere place, but it's it's still very like small uh, town. Underdeveloped is not the right word, but it's still very like vintage. V- yeah, there you go. Vintage. vintage. I, li- I like that. Um considered one of the first of many slasher films uh which rated, which originated as far back as 1959. Um Cinematographer James W. Roberson broke a foot when he uh, shot the movie. And fun, that's got to be a lot of fun. Yeah. Well, how many, if we go back to like, we'll say 69 to 89, yeah. 20 years, how many terribly injured, not even cast, crew people were injured in making especially horror movies? Probably a lot. <laughs> Probably way too many to count. I don't have the st- statistics on that. I'm sorry. But it's a lot. It's a lot. The numbers are very high. Uh, yeah. Oh, wait. Hold on. I get it. We forgot to read. Where'd it go? The ratings. Uh, there they are right there. Oops, uh, forgot about that. <laughs> rated a 6 out of 10 on IMDb and a 3 out of 5 on Letterboxd. I rated it a 4, so mine would be a little bit more in tune with uh, the IMDb rating. No, these are the same exact rating if you think about it. Three out of five and six out of ten. Yeah. Yeah, that's the same. That's That usually doesn't ever happen. Usually one is like very, very far off. So I like that it's very consistent all around. The internet has the same thoughts and feelings on it, which is never, never uh, true. Um, all right. So, yeah, my, my movie is going to be kind of the same deal with how we talk about it because it, it's – I, I mean, I wrote down a lot of shit, which I probably won't go into too much, but because it, it's a very simple, very simple premise. But uh, the movie I chose is a movie called Wolf Creek, uh, rated R with an uh, hour and 39 minute runtime, listed as a horror thriller. Another weird thing that these two movies kind of lined up with was this was released on December 25th, 2005. So we both picked slasher movies that were released like at Christmas time that took place during the summer. What the fuck? <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> I don't get it. Uh, so I thought that was kind of funny. Uh, this was directed by a man named Greg McLean. He also directed a little movie called The Belco Experiment. We actually just reviewed that recently. With it's me, a great uh, movie. Me and Gabby did. All right. This stars a man named John Gerard as Mick Taylor. He was also in Rogue as Russell, which is another Australian uh, movie about an alligator, I believe. Cassandra McGrath as Liz Hunter. She was also in Summer Coda as Ella. Don't know what that is, but if you're Australian, you might. 
Kesty Marassi as Christy Earl. She's done way more television than anything. And uh, Nathan Phillips as Ben Mitchell, and he was in Chernobyl Diaries as Michael. You know what's hilarious about this guy? If you look at him in anything outside of this movie, he looks normal. Yeah. In this movie specifically, you know he, who he reminds me of? Uh, no. <laughs> the guy that plays Cheddar Bob in 8 Mile. Jesus, I haven't seen that movie in a long time, but I know who you're talking about. And yes, he got because he's got a shaved head in this. He looks yeah. so weird. I was like, uh, "Who are you, sir?" Yeah, he doesn't look like he normally does. Plus, this is also 16 years old. Yeah, so, and yeah, the, and those terrible fake drawn-on fucking tribal Australian tattoos yeah. that he has. Um. Uh, so yeah, uh, uh, I did. I don't really recognize a lot of the cast besides him, but I did really enjoy uh, everyone's performance. This had a big budget of one million dollars and it grossed thirty million. Uh, this is what you would call a hit. Uh, that that's thirty times your budget, and that's probably why it went on to have a sequel and a TV series, uh, which I still need to watch all of. So yes, I'll definitely be watching the sequel because the sequel is rated point one less on Letterbox than this one, and that's pretty solid for a sequel. So. Got to check that shit out. Uh, movies that came out around the same time. We've got Aeon Flux, Brokeback Mountain, The Chronicles of Narnia, The Lion, the Witch, and The Wardrobe, Memoirs of a Geisha, King Kong, which ironically, again, another yeah. another parallel here, uh, Cheaper by the Dozen 2, Fun with Dick and Jane, Munich, The Ringer, Grandma's Boy, Hostel, Hoodwinked, and Underworld Evolution. Yeah, outside of like three of these, all those movies are fucking bangers. Yeah, uh, <laughs> all solid movies, to be quite honest. So again, it's just another terrible time for movies. I don't know what's going on. Che- was che- was Cheaper by the Dozen the one... Steve, uh, Steve Martin. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Steve Martin. Okay, I was going to start... And, and Helen Hunt, isn't she in that? <laughs> or is that Bonnie Hunt? Oh my God. Hold on, hold on. Stand by, stand by. I think, I think it's Bonnie Hunt that's in that, which would be absolutely hysterical because you just screamed out. <laughs> I swear to God, it's Bonnie Hunt. It's Bonnie Hunt. Uh, <laughs> it's Bonnie Hunt. <laughs> fuck yes. Uh, no, I thought, great I thought episode. I thought Cheaper by the Dozen was the uh, fucking one with Vin Diesel, which is why I was about to crack up. Oh god, it's, it's not. You know exactly which one. He fucking like drifts the minivan. Oh oh, is, uh, Tooth Fairy. No, that's The Rock. Oh god. Yeah, you know which one I'm talking. Vin Diesel children's movie. Um, that's all I have to do is Google that, and it, I guarantee it immediately. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Oh, my God. I saw this real quick on Vin Diesel. Is it The Nanny? Actually, you know what? Vin Diesel, a kid's uh, movie. It might be The Nanny. The Pacifier. Ah. Pacifier. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yes. Um, That's what I thought Cheaper by the Dozen 2 was. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, both uh, movies about kids, you know? uh, Lots of kids. Not 12 of them. Okay. Uh, So the body count in this, we have two on-screen kills and then one body that Mick has already killed, just kind of hanging there. Oh, no, way more. Way more. No, that's it. No. Yeah. The entire basement scene, bro. There's two kills on screen. Oh, two kills on screen. Yeah, on screen. I thought we were talking about just simple body count. No, just like people that are actually killed. In the movie. Uh, okay, yeah. Yeah, that's why, that's why there's like one dangling one there. I mean, that's all I saw. Maybe I missed a whole bunch of shit. I don't know. I, I could have sworn that's all, that's all I saw. So maybe I did miss something, apparently. So maybe it's not. Whatever. We got two on-screen kills. There oh, you no, go. Oh, he, no. He kills. So he kills. Uh, can I just say who he kills? No. It's, okay. kind of, it's kind of spoilery. <laughs> so no, he kills one, two, three. He kills at least three on screen. All right. And then maybe I don't know what the fuck we'll, I'm talking about. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about this off air. <laughs> Um, 
And then specific horror moments for me was the nail in the forearm. I'm not I'm not a fan of any time anybody has to pull anything out of their body oh, or, see, or get it off mine, of their body. Mine was yeah. the uh mine was the thermos scene. Jesus Christ. Did I watch this movie? I don't even know what the fuck you're talking about. I must have to, I must have been completely blacked out when yeah, I watched this. Was, the movie. This was toward the end of the movie. Oh, okay. I don't even remember. With, that with, kill. with the old man in the car? Yeah. No. Don't remember that at all. Okay. Yeah. Honestly, once I get to a certain point with these movies, when I'm taking notes, I do kind of tune out because I'm like so busy trying to take notes. I'm like, oh, fuck. Like, I don't have, because I'll go take notes up to a certain point. I'm like, that's where I'm going to leave it. And then sometimes I do kind of tune out because I don't have to talk about it. And, so. that, and that's why all my reviews are just completely tangential fucking trains yeah. of thought because I just soak it in as I'm watching and be like, oh, it, this would be a funny thing to say about that. Yeah, if I don't take notes, then my I've already seen what happens when I don't take notes. The, the reviews just go to shit. I have a terrible <laughs> I have a terrible memory and I can't I can't have a, ter- I have a hard time talking about stuff. Uh, trivia will be later. Uh, so I do like this fun fact that it kind of pops up with as it starts because it says thirty thousand people are reported missing in Australia every year. Ninety percent are found within a month, and some are never seen again. I really thought it was going to be like ten percent are found or something like that. I was like, yeah. oh, so a lot of people are found. All right, but I did like that it kind of gives you this fun little thing about about all the missing people that go because i mean you gotta think about it. it's fucking australia everything in that goddamn country is trying to kill you yeah all the animals like holy shit um so we start off in this place called broom which is western australia we have a man named ben he's buying a car who takes it immediately to a mechanic and then goes to pick up the two main chicks of the movie which is liz and christy and they're going on like this hiking extravaganza through the outback of australia sounds Sounds like a lot of fun in theory, but honestly, uh, no. Too hot. All these animals are trying to kill me. Kangaroos All, don't fucking mess around. Okay? Also, they not, not only that, I've driven through Texas. <laughs> I have driven through Texas, and there is a whole lot of fuck nothing out there. There is even less fuck nothing in the Australian outback than there is in Texas. I could not imagine just fucking driving for hours and hours and seeing that one mountain yeah. off in the distance and, and just it. fucking goddamn what the uh, rolling things made of tumbleweeds. Sticks. Yes, tumbleweeds, which I don't even think actually exist. I've never seen one. Oh, I've seen them in New Mexico when I was driving to the airport. They're fucking dangerous as shit. <laughs> I'm not kidding. There was so many going across the highway. We had to swerve, almost got an accident. They're not fuck. They're, they're, <laughs> they're real and they're not fucking around. The, okay, so the only thing I've seen in like the New Mexico, New Mexico, Texas area is a, is a haboob, and those are fucking scary. I'm surprised you didn't see any tumbleweeds. No, those things are fucking no joke. I it's bullshit. I'm not a fan of those. Um, but yeah, no, I like how they have that one sign as they're driving that says "last fuel for X amount of kilometers." Yeah. I'm like, how do you just put things out there though? Like, how do you go from civilization on the coast? All the way out in the fucking middle of the nowhere desert. I don't have. And put a gas station. I just don't have. I don't have it in me to try to do that. I'm not. A, I'm. If I had to survive in the wilderness, I mean, I'd probably make it work for a little bit. But there would be a point where I would just give up. Not because I couldn't do it, because I'm lazy and I don't want to. <laughs> like straight up. So um, mm, the sun feels nice. I'm just gonna right. Like uh, let me just bake here. I'm just gonna I bake die. here so I'm at least <laughs> warm for the uh, vultures. That that or I would just try to straddle a kangaroo and ride it somewhere. You know what I mean? He might lead me to water. I don't know. That kangaroo will beat the I know, fuck out, beat of the shit out of you. Out of me. Um, so they get to their first camping spot in this place called Caravan Park, and then they stop at that place. Uh, like literally, it's like. 40 whatever kilometers. Also, ha- I'm sorry to keep cutting you <laughs> you're off. You're fine, dude. You're fine. Why is every stop-off point called something creek? 
Uh, yeah, Emu Creek. <laughs> Emu Creek. There was a. There was a uh, fucking. Um, there was a, there was another animal. Uh, aside from Wolf Creek, that they like happen just to pass. Yeah, everything's Creek, Emu Creek, Wolf Creek, Caravan Park. Yeah, it's all very, very odd. Uh, so they stop there for gas, kind of run into a situation there, which actually does come back around towards the end of the movie, which I really enjoyed. You think you think they're gonna like get into it because he call he tells this guy to fuck off, and then dude stands up and nearly he's like, uh, I mean, yeah, fucking whatever. You got a nice smile. Yeah, like you're you're cool. Okay, bye. Uh, then they finally make it to Wolf Creek. And, you know, you think it's going to be that's where the majority of the movie is going to take place. Turns out it doesn't. Uh, they hike to this. No, Wolf Creek is the setup. It's the setup. Yeah. So they hike to this crater in Wolf Creek. They're there. They're, they're there for like maybe a day. And then they come back to their car. It's nighttime. It starts to rain and their car's not starting. You're like, oh, here we fucking go. So they're forced to stay the night, which is hilarious Um, because here's details that I nitpick about. Um, as they, as the, as the opening scene of the movie is going across and you're seeing the map that they're supposed to be traveling, it shows like all these fucking warnings down, like in red. One of the warnings says, I don't, uh, danger about Wolf Creek. There's a naturally occurring phenomenon with electromagnetic, uh, pulses that will kill electronics. Oh shit. So they're just dumb. Well, 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 no, it's funny because they set that up if you notice it and then they go, oh no, that's not actually what happened. Huh? Interesting. I did not pick that up. So that's cool. That makes it even more... details. Yeah, details. Excuse me. Uh, so yeah, their car doesn't start. It's not even like clicking. It's not even trying to turn over. It's just fucking straight up dead. So they're forced to stay the night there. They all pile in the car. And then they see these lights off in the distance. And I think they were talking about aliens or UFOs. They're like, oh, what if it's an alien? And then it just turns out to be this dude in a truck who's way too nice. Like, why are you out there in the middle of the night? That's With suspicious. The creepiest laugh. Yeah, he's got a very creepy <laughs> laugh. Yeah, it's not okay with that laugh. And he's like, oh, yeah, I'll help you out. No problem. Blah, blah, blah. They joke around. He's like, yep, I can't fix it. It needs this part, but I do have the part back at my place. So he's like, I'll take you there. You can stay the night. And I'm like, no, I'm good. Uh, so they're like, well, why don't you take us back into town and, you know, we'll pay you whatever. Well, you're going north. Yeah. I'm going south. He's like, I'm not going that way, so you got to come with me or I can leave you here. So they're like, okay. So then they go back to his place and they sit around this campfire and they're talking and they're laughing. And then uh, Ben's like, so what do you do for a living? He's like, if I told you that, I can't do an Australian accent. You know what? I'm not going to try. If I told you that. I would have to kill you. I would have to kill you. Oh God! With with his, with his teeth fucking bugs bunnying like a <laughs> motherfucker. It's like oh God. Uh, so then it, it then it just amps up to pretty much eleven at this point because everyone goes and like goes to bed and then the next morning Liz just wakes up in a room with like her feet and hands just bound together and you're like okay we're we're doing this now because it's like forty five minutes into the movie nothing's really happening and then you're just like bam. You're fucking like you're taken. So. Yeah, there's there's like some really really bad like romantic subtext that's going on. You're like yeah, between all right, Ben and which is I, I think like it's funny one. because they set that up to like make these very very paper thin characters seem like somewhat human and relatable. And I was like I, I don't fucking care. Yeah, I give not two fucks. Yeah, about. Ben and Liz's relationship. It's really don't weird care. because there is a lot of exposition, but they really don't go into much backstory about any of the characters, um, which I don't know if that was like done on purpose, but yeah, you, you, for, for like 45 minutes of exposition, you really just 
don't know shit about any of these people besides the fact that Liz and Christy are British, not Australian, and they're there with him, and they're going on this trip. That's pretty much all you know, which, I mean, I guess that's cool, but I wish they would have just shortened down the exposition. Like, give me, like, 24 yeah. minutes. Or if you're going to give me all that exposition, tell me how Ben how and these met. fucking chicks met. Yeah. Why, What's like, going on? How did Ben get the idea to go to this fucking giant crater? Yeah. Like, give me shit that makes sense, not... Oh, we're backpacking. We got a car. We like to party. We smoke weed in every scene. Jesus. Because they, they, are, they are smoking a joint in almost every scene that is not about the main movie. Yeah, and I mean, I, like I said, maybe that was done on purpose. It didn't really take away from the movie, but I did find it odd to have all this exposition and then just really not know a lot about the characters. But it could have been done on purpose. I mean, either way, I still really enjoyed it. Uh, so back to Liz. Uh, being all tied up, she she does get out really quick because she finds a piece of broken glass, cuts the things free, and then just starts to run, which I would do too. No offense to the people that I don't, like, I don't know where these people are. I'm saving myself because I'm not going to go around looking. There's a maniac who's tied me up. I'm fucking leaving. Sorry. That's probably just a selfish person to me, but I'm not going to go digging around all these places yeah, looking if, for people. If, if, if we get abducted on the side of the road one day, I'm, and, yeah, I'm not coming after you unless you are directly well, in my that, line of vision. Saying. Yeah, and I would, I would expect anybody to do the same thing. If we all get split up and I can't see anybody, I'm saving myself to go get help to come back. That's what I'll do for you. I, I, mean, I, I, I ain't even going for help. I'm wow. Just, I, <laughs> wow. Damn, I'll at least go for help. No, Jesus. because look at me. I look like the one that did it. <laughs> I mean, I guess. I don't know. Uh, so she gets out, and then she hears screaming, and then, of course, the human in her is like, all right, let me go check this shit out. And then you see Christy is tied up. She's all bloody. She's in there with Mick. He just shoots her. Doesn't kill her. Just shoots her, like, in the leg or the arm or something Oh, no, like that. He, sh he shot the pole she was tied to. Oh, I could have sworn it, she shot no, her. No, because when he shoots the gun, you hear that, ba -ding! Oh, okay. I don't know. I guess I really didn't watch this movie. I, I could have sworn he shot her because she's all bloody, so obviously he's done something to her. Um... And then, uh, so Liz is like, all right, she's like, all right, all right. So this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to go over here. I'm going to create a diversion so I can go in there and save Christy, which does does work for a second because she lights a fire. Fucking Mick comes out there. He starts talking to us. He's like, God damn it, Mick, fucking blah, blah, blah. And you're like, I don't think you realize that you didn't do that, but okay. So she goes in there to save uh, Christy, gets her unhooked, and then Mick comes back. And uh, so she hides, Liz, Liz hides and waits for the right opportune time until she can pop out, grab the gun. And Mick's like, there's no fucking bullets in there. I only had one in there. So she shoots him like in the fucking jugular. And I was like, Oh shit. Apparently there was a bullet in there. Uh, and then they run to the car. They start the car, but Mick comes out with a fucking double barrel shotgun. And I'm like, Oh, it's on They're clutching his neck. Yeah. One handed, the, one hand in this fucking shotgun shoots out the fucking front windshield of front this. and back. Yeah. So, and then she drives forward. Like she's going to hit him. Doesn't hit him. He kind of just lunges back into the fucking barn and then they go off on their way trying to get the fuck out of there. And then in the distance, like as they're driving away, she looks in the rearview mirror and you can see two headlights following her. And then that's where I'll leave it because you have no idea what the fuck's going on with Ben. You have no idea what the fuck's going to happen with these people. And also, Mick's probably bleeding to death at this point. So, um, yeah, it's uh, it's very odd because like I said, there's so much exposition. If this movie was 20 minutes shorter, I probably would have given it half more star because... It just, it did feel a bit long in the beginning. And then there's really no build up to the actual, it, it just, it just starts. And you're like, okay, I mean, that is kind of cool. I didn't expect it to just start, but yeah, it's just, it's, uh, it's not like, it's obviously not a perfect movie. It's a little janky. Um, but yeah, it's, 
it's definitely an interesting movie because just like the town that dreaded sundown no explanation for these killings i'm just out here doing this shit you also get a little bit more background info on mick through these little uh camcorders yeah so you stumble upon that he's definitely been doing this before so okay you're like i guess he's just this wild sadistic motherfucker well, well, and they they try and give you like a very excuse me a very <laughs> very like thin like oh hey he was this guy, then got unhinged. Now he's doing this. Yeah, but it's like a it's like a two sentence like throwaway line that if you're not paying attention, you're gonna be like, why is this guy like what is who what? are you? Yeah, what? What, why? Is, what is your problem? Why? Yeah, uh, but but if you if you're paying attention to like like those two lines, you're like, I mean, okay, yeah, but that I mean, it's not justified to ever go on a killing spree anyway. But your reason is that much less. Yeah. So, yeah, like I said, not a, not a perfect movie. Uh, I I don't know. I still very very much enjoyed it because I did like how uh, the the camera work was done. I did like the gore that was there because it. I mean, there wasn't a lot, but there was definitely some good gore in there. And uh, I just like uh, I really like the trivia behind all this because that kind of made me like it a little bit more. Once I started reading trivia, I was like, oh, this is kind of interesting. But um, so let me get to that. Unless you, and actually, I, I do kind of want to hear your kind of overall thoughts about it. Um, you seem like you really didn't like this. I didn't. Oh wow, damn this that, movie. That, so that's the, a shame. So I I had seen it before and I couldn't remember it. And normally when that happens with movies, that means that I either didn't like it or didn't care about mm. it. So I went into this like being like, all right, I'm gonna look at this with fresh eyes. I'm going to go into this objectively and I just overall did not have fun. Damn. That's a shame. It, All right. They, they could have done. I, I understand why it was like the way it was because it's a real life tragedy that happened. Okay. But it's not a tragedy. If I think the people involved are shitheads, sorry. Like if I, Man, thi- I didn't think they were shitheads, I just didn't know enough about them well, to really fu- care. Fucking apparently Ben is trying to fuck these two women with a girlfriend in fucking Sydney. These two girls are just trying to be fucking hot girl summer. Like I, mean, I don't, I don't, I don't care. Everything you're doing, you deserve every bad thing that's happening to you in this movie. I don't know. I guess I don't know. I, I mean, I know it was rumored that like, doesn't he have a, like a girlfriend in Sydney? I don't. I don't think it was ever. I didn't think it was ever actually confirmed about that. I think I thought she just said, "Well, doesn't he have a girlfriend in Sydney or something?" I don't know. Well, they're they're playing it off as that he is, but he is choosing this other girl to be with on the trip because, as the mechanic says, "Eh, traveling gets him loose, eh? Makes him a bit easy." Wow. Yeah, I don't know. I just wish I knew. I just wish there was a little bit more backstory. Because I mean, yeah, I really didn't care about Ben, but I don't know. Like, I just, I just don't like, like you know, the whole when Mick's kind of just, you know, trying to he's trying to take advantage of Christy at one point. You're like, I just don't like when you try to, when you're trying to take advantage of a girl because she's a girl, and then you try to like do rapey stuff with her. Like, I'm not a fan of that. Yeah, so no, I, I did, I did care about the girls at least, you know. Well, but, the one girl, I didn't even care about the other one because he did like absolutely nothing to her. I mean, that we know. I don't know. She was tied up. Who knows what the fuck happened to her? She just, and that's the problem that I didn't, that I had. That's one of the problems. Like she just wakes up like uh, no, no like crazy thing where she, he like, I wanted to see him like, you know, attack them and then like knock them out. But it was just waking up. You're like, I mean, I get what you're going for. You're just trying to throw me into it. But well, they, they uh, through the camcorder. They show you that that specific thing is how it happens. That's yeah. how he gets everybody. Well, Yeah, I know. But I wanted to see it happen to the people we were watching on screen. 
Yeah. 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 Just... It, no, it does. Okay. The... I, I must have just not fucking watched this movie. Jesus Christ. There's, Holy shit. There's plenty of water straight from the top. Yeah. That. I know. that. Oh, well, I mean, okay. But that, I... that, is, that is why everybody just well, wakes that's, up. That's fucking dumb. Yeah, no, that's why I fucking rated it what I did. Oh, true. There's there there's a lot of like very heinous subtext that like go in just a little bit more about fucking what you did with Ben to get Ben where he is. Yeah. Give me that for five extra minutes rather than fucking talking about some stupid crater. Yeah, that's true. Imagine being the first guy to walk out here and just see this. Imagine what you must have thought. No. <laughs> Jesus. Give me somebody with a blade inside of them. This is so weird because you're so hyped about the first one and so angry at the second <laughs> one. It's a very different Corey than I'm used to seeing. Well, it, because it's it's essentially the exact same movie done in two completely different ways. One of them, I felt, did it really well by the book and executed properly. The other one did it by the book, but they're stupid, so they can't read. <laughs> True. I don't know. I guess I just have respect for the director, and I have respect for all the trivia I'm about to read because it. Uh, I, I have a, I have respect for the director. Dude, doesn't mean I have to like his movies. I'm not saying that's why <laughs> I'm liking the movie. I'm just saying I respect him as a director, and I think he did a good job overall from like shooting it, editing it, putting it all together. Like, cause and, I, you and look, now, I look at a movie as like not just what's on screen, but like how it's also put together. Yes. So now, and also, let me say. That just because I don't like it does not mean that it is not a well-done, well-put-together movie, i.e. Sinister. I fucking hate that movie. I know, yeah. But it's still considered a good movie. So with this, you know, if if you've listened to it, you, it, you've been here for 104 episodes, folks. I got you, it. I, yeah. You, 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 know, you know what my taste is by this point. So the, one, the ones of you that agree will agree. Just don't, don't bother. Yeah. But... If you're not like me, go watch the movie. You'll probably have a rip-roaring time. Yeah, I mean, I definitely enjoyed it for what it was. Um, let's see. That's not how you spell that word. I thought it was unbeknown, unbeknown uh, to the crew. The abandoned mine where they uh, chose to film had actually been the site of real-life murder of a woman. The filming prompted a protest from locals who erroneously thought the film was about those events instead of these events. Uh, the film was shot by doing a couple of takes, sticking rigidly to the script, and then allowing the actors to improvise. Many of the scenes in the final film included the improvised material. Like, I fucking like that. That's really cool. That is something it, that... So, yes, yeah. it, 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 it is very cool when it works. I, I, we obviously have completely <laughs> wildly different views on this. Yes, I, no, I, we do. We totally do. I think it worked, but I guess it didn't to you. Because um, you, you, you think fucking Robert Eggers is letting motherfuckers go out and improvise? Well, no, but I mean, there's, I don't, I don't know, like, whatever, it's uh, like, fucking, uh, I, I'm just, I, I I'm just shitting on the movie to shit on the movie yeah, at this I, point. Yeah, um, let's see, so there had been apparently no rainfall for 10 years in the area where the backpackers parked their car before setting off for the crater, but it started raining as soon as the crew arrived. In the end, director Greg McClain was happy it rained as it added to the ominous state of the scene, so, uh, good for you, you caught the first rain in Australia in 10 years. This is also really cool, too, because the actor who played Mick is a method act, uh, actor, went, he spent weeks living in the Australian desert preparing for this role. He avoided bathing before shooting so he'd have a much more rugged appearance and came up with the idea for Mick to have a creepy laugh. It took him four months to get it right, and he also created a detailed biography for the character, although he wouldn't reveal the details to anyone. Kind of weird that you did that, but I like that he that he did, like, all, like, cool, that's, that's interesting. I mean, I wouldn't... I'd be really annoyed if I had to shoot uh, on screen with you and you smelled like a fucking dumpster. And but you're I mean, grabbing me all, like... Th- these next five scenes, all Mick is doing is grabbing at women, 
and you're sorry, y'all, but a... John, John hasn't bathed in nine days. Hey, you'll get I... a much more real reaction out of that because you're like, oh my, <laughs> oh my God, get away from me. Uh, one of Quentin Tarantino's favorite horror movies. This was also shot entirely chronologically, which if you know anything about movies, that fucking never happens. The film had a five-week shooting schedule, but the entire project uh, had to be shot within 25 days. It was due to a lot of the raining that was happening. Um, also, the lightning during the scene where Liz, Ben, and Chris see Mick's truck approaching was real as, he saw, as the thunderstorm was blowing into the location. So they got really shit on with a lot of uh, thunderstorm and rain. So good for them. Uh, 6.2 out of 10 on IMDb. 3.5 out of Letterboxd. I'm scared to know what you thought because I gave it a 3.5. I gave it a, gave it a 2.5. Okay, that, honestly, it's not as bad as I thought. I thought it was going to be like a one and a half or a No, two. no. No, it's definitely better than a one and a half. Um, the kills are what gave it the two, the the point five for me. Goddamn Australian horror, man. Ah, it's so good. It's nowhere near as good as The Loved Ones. Well, no, I but... don't, yeah, it's, gonna, it's hard to top that for <laughs> Australian horror. That is literally one, not only one of the greatest Australian horror movies, just one of the greatest like gems that no one fucking knows about. That is such a good movie. Uh Oh, Goddamn foreign frights. Uh, yeah, we're going to have to do another one of those. And uh, I just had the one I wanted to do. Oh, yeah, The Queen of Black Magic, uh, which is the, done by the same guy who did uh, Impedigor. Oh, fuck yes. Yeah. Wait, is that the new one? Yeah, the, that, that's been on Shudder yeah. for what, how, four, four months now, and I still fucking sat down to watch I it. forgot when it released. I'm going to go home and watch that now. Okay, you let me know how it is. I will. Um, I'm gonna. We're going to wrap it up now because we're right at the sweet spot for an episode, and I want to just kick, kick oh, <laughs> fucking stutter, apparently, for a long time. Um, okay, so fucking Frightmares Podcast on Instagram, Frightmares on Facebook, Frightmares Podcast on Slasher, Frightmares underscore pod Twitter. I am uh, staysbookyatoutlook.com email. I am Dr. Proctor on uh, Letterboxd. You are Frightmares Corey. Booyah. Uh, me and Spencer will be back next week, still keeping to the summer vibe of movies. And if you've listened to me, or his and I, what is it? Is it his, him and Our. Spencer's and I's, uh, our episodes. We've done quite a few movies uh, in the same vein with like water and stuff like that. So if you think about that, there's one more movie we haven't done. And uh, we're going in that direction for the rest of, or for that episode of Oh summer. my God. Is it John Cusack and Waterworld? Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, no, but uh, hold that, that thought. Because <laughs> that's horrible in its own regard. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, all right, guys. Well, until next week, stay tuned. Stay spooky. See you next week. Goodbye.